At this point of this singular conversation, Mercier arrived all out of breath. There, he said in a gloomy voice, it's worse than ever. I shouted, it's a serious matter, open the door, it's I, Mercier. I heard footsteps. The door opened and Moshaman appeared, he was very pale. He said, what do you want? I answered, someone has run away with Christine Daillet. What do you think he said? Good for her. I made two really big mistakes. I told my cousin that I bought the English patient from B. Dalton. When we were at the mall seeing men in black, I snuck out and I got it. And she says she will tell my parents. I am and then I told my mom that I can't find my headgear. And she said that if I don't find it, she won't let me see Phantom in San Francisco one more time before it closes. And I, I have had thoughts of <laughs> All right. Welcome to our show. Woo. Maybe we'll do a little trigger warning. Maybe we'll do a little bleep. But um, <laughs> I, I don't think my feelings on San Francisco Phantom closing were disproportionate <laughs> no. at all. And it actually didn't even end up. It didn't end up closing right then. And that's relevant to our brief little check-in, Kara. <laughs> this is Laro Less Traveled. I am Kristen. This is my co-host, Thanos. We will be elaborating. Thank you. But um, yeah, let, let's have the person on the scene on the ground. Just uh, where are you in time and space right Vibes now? Vibes are off. I think, I mean, you felt it across the, this great nation. Ice is just whimpered. Yes, yes. So as we alluded to last week, Phantom of the Opera on Broadway did close. Oh, man, this sucks. And if you can hear a triumphal chirping yes. in the background, that's non-friend of the pod, Isis, enemy of the pod. She She's so mad that we're doing this. It's a work night, but we're, we're rallying and we are pulling it together because we're here for you. But something did end up happening related to closing that is the reason you are now actually Thanos. Yes. I mean, and that's special. That is true. So we're on like a level of like obviously you guys know we're on a level of fan that's like what are we talking about half the time but um we love right. the understudies at the phantom of the opera broadway love them. um we thought you had the infinity gauntlet yes. before and for all for all intents and purposes you did and we thought that that yes was it. i had seen and all like the understudies could... at phantom broadway except for exactly there was like a little bit where like this guy Laird McIntosh came back in for an emergency cover and I kind of missed it and I was like ah it's fine like whatever he's fine um I'll tell you Kristen he's he's more than fine this man is really really good at this role um so he ended up closing this show out Broadway's uh, last phantom wow he was crazy (laughs) so your last you after you left me after our very linear scholarly sensical episode that we recorded you got on a plane i um enabled you as you were packing your things i did enabling and told you to go back to new york i I said get that i literally (laughs) landed in new york got in a taxi a taxi which is very new york of me (laughs) uh fucking went home dropped my bags off kissed my boyfriend hello kissed my boyfriend goodbye to go see the Phantom of the Opera. We did have to have a conversation about the behaviors. Um, 
just a little sneak behind the curtain. <laughs> he's like, can you please? But, um, he's supportive of phantom closing for sure. But yeah, I went, I went on Wednesday night last week. Uh, I saw Ted Keegan, who's an excellent, excellent fandom. We've well, spoken yeah. of him before. Then we got to say their names. Yeah. We saw, <laughs> <laughs> then I saw Jeremy Stoll. And then I saw Laird McIntosh. It was wonderful. It was a wonderful week. And I got to see a lot of friends. I got to see a lot of people I know from the internet, which yes. was cool. Andrew Lloyd mm-hmm. Webber, friend of the pod, was there. Uh, <laughs> friend of the pod, Sarah Brightman, was there. It was great. I heard you made powerful eye contact with friend of the pod, Hugh Panero. So that's... I did make... I, I really... <laughs> over here in Oregon, I felt something. Yeah. So. <laughs> we were saying that, like, Kristen was going to vibrate so hard that she was going to appear. At the red carpet event because Hugh Panero was there. Yeah. I roll up like when Thor appears on the battlefield in Wakanda and says, bring me Thanos. <laughs> Except that like you're Thanos. So that wouldn't have made right. sense. But he's also Thanos. It's complicated. It's we're all over the place. But yeah, the show it's it's been I'm so sorry, Kara. It's been one oh, week. It since, has no. been one week. And the actors are just posting all manner of really cool but also really sad stuff on social media and the show is still like i don't know this much about this but like i feel like most wraps of shows take like two days so like uh the loadout of like when a broadway show closes you can see all the trucks in the street and they like take everything out and they put it in storage or they throw it out or whatever they're still going it's been over a week they're just taking down the proscenium now which is like so sad to watch i like can't the chandelier's still in there Oh my god, I can't. I feel I can't. like the chandelier is no, gonna I, like, like be in like the Smithsonian or something. It should be. No, I had to. I had to be offline for a couple of days. I had to give you a little warning. Like, no harm has befallen me. <laughs> I'm just, I'm taking my time. And then I didn't look at all the stuff for a couple of days, and then started crying when I saw. We will not be linking to the video of the chandelier rising for the last time. We will not be doing it because I started weeping. But if I can find it, maybe I will link to this. I did remember reading an article about when San Francisco did eventually close. And I think it was Lisa, Lisa Roman, my first Christine, one of my, along with Emily Kawachu, one of my, my two favorites, my first and last Christines for now. But she was saying just how emotional they all were because the show had run for five years in San Francisco at that point, which was so much longer than any of them had thought. Mm-hmm. And that they... You know, some of them had met partners there and gotten married, maybe had kids or but like they had been living their lives there. They were not just there for a couple months on tour. So I'd love to find that article because the San Francisco cast real important to me, but also just, oh, my God, like if that's how they felt with five years, just yeah, we'll try not to cry in the pod. I don't want to cry at the pod. Yeah. Whenever I think about like all the people losing their jobs and like people who have been there for so long i'm like don't make like this old electrician man who like runs the boat get a new job i think most people are retiring but i hate it here and then if you're an extremely online sort of fan with a ph then you do know about this but so carrie you got to go to the second to the last show the last public performance and can you speak just to kind of what happened there a little bit yeah, I went to the last public show because the last show was on Sunday and it was technically no one paid for it. I didn't realize like it was all comp tickets. I guess that makes sense, but like whatever. Um, yeah. But the last public show, the night before Sarah Brightman came out, like they did a whole uh. thing. They were like, cool, we're going to auction off some costumes. Like that was a whole thing, but I wasn't at that show. Then the next show, 
was the last public show for the fans. The vibes were right. The girls, shout out to the girls next to me who were like, ladies, what are we drinking? And like my friend and I were like, Prosecco. And they're like, correct. And we were all just like, (laughs) ugly, ugly crying. Like, oh, your last overpriced majestic. It was wonderful. I paid for uh, my friends. overpriced for a second because i'm like you deserve this friend of the pod yeah she's a friend of the pod we're thinking of her we're thinking of her but yeah the the show ends there's curtain mm-hmm. call we're kind of waiting like you know for maybe a commemorative program we didn't get a, nothing special with the program curtain call happens the curtain closes music goes up done you're done get out of here go back onto the streets of new york and we and so no one left a whole theater said absolutely. The whole theater not. said absolutely fuck now. And so no one left. Everyone stayed in their seats, standing ovation for half an hour. Um and <laughs> so then like the curtain eventually opens, like the electricians walk right. out to reset the chandelier and they're like, Go home. Oh. And like no one will stop clapping. And you can see on the side, like Meg, the girl who plays Meg, was like peeking out and like a couple other people who like don't have to change. As much we're like peeking out and then they went and told everyone in the dressing rooms that we weren't leaving. And so then everyone came out like after they had changed out of their clothes, like everyone came out and they were just like, oh, my God. And then they sang Happy Trails and then like they like gave a little impromptu speech and like then we all left eventually. (laughs) But it took half an hour because I think people were really like snubbed. There was a lot of hubbub for the celebrities, but there was not there was nothing to kind of like thank the people who actually did this show so like at one point everyone said thank you at once which was like "Mm." and then i was sobbing i was ugly crying to the point that my friend was like are you okay and i'm like don't know i wouldn't have been okay i would not have been okay (laughs) no change. i wasn't okay even over here but yeah it was ridiculous but we one foot in front of the other we persevere (laughs) yeah so all those to say State of Affairs, honestly, very brisk by our standards, considering we're summing up Phantom fucking closed. It's over now. I really thought it wasn't maybe going to close until it did. And then I was like, oh, that was a mistake. I mean, just just to ground us in how this recording even came to happen today, like it's it's a weeknight and these are short chapters. Kara has to go to bed. I got to do laundry. But I texted you something. I sent you a little message from uh, the pub. I was I was reading Phantom of the Opera just to prepare for whenever we might do this. And I sent you a really dorky message <laughs> because I am wishing Kara was somehow here again because we had a lot of fun at our last live recording. But then, you know, checked my messages after I'd been, you know, re- reading, reading some comics to self-soothe. And you were like, let's go. So let's fucking go. What about these chapters made you be like, <laughs> no, let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, I... <laughs> Honest to God, I have one joke, and I'm going to need you to tee me up on it when it comes up, but I have one. I came up with a joke, and I think you guys are going to really like it, but it comes up later in, I believe, chapter 16. Well, you got to hype it. You got to hype it. (laughs) But no, this is, first of all, it's insane. Second of all, I was just reading literally as I was cooking my dinner, and so I read this whole thing in like 10 minutes, so I was like, oh, word, I can do this. What old Gaston did here is he like it was the same amount dramatic as the penultimate episode of uh season one of Game of Thrones, I would say. Christine's gone. Yeah, she's gone. Eric Eric pulled a wily coyote or whatever the fuck ever and like cut a hole in the floor. She's gone. Everyone was screaming and chaotic. And we pick up right where we left off. Reader, 
we're not checking in with Rick nor Christine this week. We are barely Raul. But the Raul we do get, oh, baby boy. <laughs> I feel like we we do that thing again where we're hearing second and third hand what's going on, which Gaston, uh, please, I just want to hear from the people that it's happening to, but I understand what you're doing, but uh It's it's funny that I mean, we can't go point by point how the musical differs every single time from the from the book. But so the musical is quite linear and the book is really not. And I think that the adaptations and the way they arranged it made sense. But so at this point in the book, they choose to have him spoilers for fan of the opera, the musical 1986 murder Piangi, a character who is not in the book because it's it's like not crazy enough as is. Once again, I would love to see just a kind of st- like adaptation of Leroux because this is, it's so fucking funny. No one's on task. No one knows what's happened. We are worried about Christine, but like, what the fuck? Nobody cares about Christine. One person does. One person well, does. A couple, well, yeah. a couple of the guys added together, they mildly do. And what I was telling, we we both listened to another podcast called Las Culturistas with Bowen Yang and uh, Matt Rogers. And they really should have been cast as Flotsam and Jetsam in The Little Mermaid. They were not. It's a whole thing. I'm imagining them and Stanley Tucci in Devil Wears Prada as these fucking guys. So just, I'm not trying to dictate your headcanons for you, but make of that yes. what you will. I was imagining that Remy was the rat from Ratatouille. Oh, I'll, no. Yeah, that's true. But that's true. also Stanley Tucci from Devil Wears Prada. It's complicated. It's these hourly wage employees just standing around going, what the fuck? They're like, what the so, fuck? Where's the boss? Can't find them. Yeah. What the fuck? And they're like, well, they need to, you know, it's not every day that singers disappear on stage in the middle of a performance. I hate to spring it on you, but how do do you have the text pulled up like in front of you? Yeah. How do you feel about a little reader's theater, just this first part with everyone fucking yelling? Sure. Go for it. So on stage. Yeah. Chapter 15. A strange request for a safety pin. Yeah. Considering a girl was literally just special victims united, but whatever. On stage, there was total confusion. Performers, stagehands, dancers, walkers on, figurantes, members of the chorus, subscribers. They're, yeah, the Patreon subscribers are on the on the stage they shouting, would. jostling one another. What happened to her? She's been kidnapped. By the Viscount de Charny. No, by the Count. Look, there's Carlotta. She did it. No, the Phantom did it. Ha, 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 it's ha. chaos. People begin to laugh. Yeah, no, they're laughing. She got abducted and you're laughing. She got abducted and you're laughing. Title of episode. <laughs> so then uh, Gabe, Mercier, and Remy. Mark. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is unpaid intern Mark. Mark. Mark, Mark, Mark is back and Remy's back and Gabe is here and they're like, girl, <laughs> we cannot find <laughs> these. We can't find the managers. We just need, like, they're like, literally, who is running this place? Who? And so Remy goes back out there. Like, they just keep coming in and out of, like, trying to find these managers. Yeah. And I, I like that. Re- is it Remy? Mm-hmm. He's like, no, 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 no. I tried to get in there, but they're not seeing anyone. And the other guy's like, okay, sure. But it's not every day people get disappeared. Like, this is kind of a, I think. Yeah, like, I'm not asking you to sign my time card. I'm asking you to. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> call the police. So then Mark calls the cops for Inspector Mifroid. And then they're like, hey, why don't we go check the organ pipes? And they're like, literally no one is down there. That's weird. Well, and the stage manager getting involved, like, it's fucking serious when the stage manager... They're like, no one is down there. Everyone has left. Everyone clocked out. Yeah. 
Or they left without clocking out, so they're on a smoke break. I lied and said I only had like one lost in translation. I have like two, but so they're they're arguing. Like he's like, no, there was no one there. What do you think I can do about it? You're right, replied the stage manager, frantically running his hands through his tousled hair. That's what it says in David Coward. It did say through his rebellious hair in the Alexander Texier de Matos translation. And I thought that was fun. But yeah, for the most part, Carrie, you'll never believe it. Um, these chapters are not that edited. He was very comfortable to simply let the men speak very freely. Ugh, it's like not even horny at all. I just think it's funny how. Yeah. He, he's not editing these men. So they can't find the yeah. assistants. Then they're like, we can't find anyone from lighting. Where are the directors? Literally no one is around. Like there's a bunch of people who are supposed to be yeah. there and they're all gone. And then they're like, fine, we'll wait for the police. Yeah. We'll see how much of a full recap we can get out of everyone is standing around screaming because that's just what. It's truly that. <laughs> And so finally, finally, Remy leaned, hashtag leaned in and got in there. And he's like, yeah, things are weird. Um, Moncharmont asked if I had a safety pin. Yeah. And he's like, no. And he's like, stop, then stop bothering me. And before that, okay, I don't know what the stage manager's deal is, but I did you clock? You don't think that Christine Dye actually kidnapped herself without any help? Like, when someone is insinuating, I don't know, like, what if she kidnapped herself? Like, guys, please. Yeah. Please. No, it's a classic. Like, maybe she just ran away and it's like, okay, well, there's blood everywhere. So, yeah. Probably not. First 48. Yeah. Come on. I mean, people. there's not blood, but it, it, it's important. It's important. So he's like, wait, so you didn't. You didn't tell him that Christine Dye is gone. And he's like, I literally couldn't. He was foaming at the mouth asking for a safety pin and then slammed the yeah. door in my face. So, no. Foaming at the mouth. And I like the line. I honestly think that if one hadn't been brought to him immediately, he'd have had a stroke. So whatever is the opposite of women's stories matter. They just matter. This is that. <laughs> I liked uh, things can't go on like this. I'm not used to such treatment. <laughs> They can't keep living like this. Can't keep living like this. They can't keep getting away with this. And so Mark's like, fuck it, I'm going. And then yeah. Gabe got a little weird and was like, "Yeah, this might be like a phantom thing. <laughs> and Mark's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not even clear. So there's three to four people standing there and like some people are making like weird eye contact with others and being like, what? I don't, I don't, I don't. Like, everyone's weird. It's, it's chaotic. It is. Like, I couldn't really tell what was going on at parts. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm stupid or what. No, I don't. It's okay. I think we're picking up on the main beats, but like they're just screaming. He's like, if people had only listened to me, this would have been put in the hands of police long ago. Yeah. That's the man when you like buy a haunted house and he's like, day one, he's like, absolutely fucking not. We're leaving. That's him. He's like, I should have called the cops at the beginning. Well, and I like that Remy says, what would have been put in the hands of the police? These weird dumois letters like what 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 were you going to give to the police like what exactly and then he's like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> and he's like yeah. acting like he doesn't know what remy is talking about so to be clear not to put too fine a point on it but gabriel's in charge of the dancers the sta the unnamed stage manager is like there remy and mercier mark whatever they're like the hourly wage employees who just don't get paid enough so is that the basic breakdown of what everyone is or i think so I didn't even okay. notice that the stage manager is here. Again, can't read, so. <laughs> well, and also we're grieving. Yeah. Um, yeah, we so got grief brain, we... so have some respect. <laughs> so then we get this weird, like, kind of flashback, like, no, they've been acting crazy during intermission. Really? Right. Gabe's like, I don't know. 
And he's like, no, do you think we all didn't see that? And he's like, he's like, I saw you see it specifically. Right. He's like, we all saw it. And he was like, they don't want anyone touching them. They don't want anyone coming near them. And then they start walking backward. I identify with the first part, but yeah. Right. But like, I feel like these guys are like big, like bringing in champ, kind of like hugging in the workplace people. Right. The line, did you really notice that they don't want anyone to touch them? That is odd by any standards. Thank I just you. thought that was Someone's funny. gone through the HR training. Thank you so much. Like, no, no, it's weird. It's weird. And then, Kristen, this is not the joke that I was proud of, but uh, if I had a nickel every time shrimp was brought up in this book, oh my, <laughs> I would have two nickels. And that's weird that it happened twice. Uh, only shrimp walk backwards, it says in the book. Which... Who can say why Alexander Texier D'Amato said crabs and then I pictured Sebastian the crab and started laughing as I walked home, but shrimp little aquatic justice, animals. Please. Yeah. And I actually, I didn't know that about shrimp and now I will maybe look it up. But yeah, there's shrimp theory. It's part of Phantom of the Opera. Maybe we'll get into it someday. Maybe we won't, but it's very shrimp theory. deep lore. It goes all the way down. There's definitely discourse there. But I like that that's his answer. He's like, what do you mean they are walking backwards? Only shrimp do that. Okay, but but all the Patreon subscribers saw them, so... Exactly. So then, like, then they're both kind of in on it. Richard and Mashaman both are like, I don't want people to touch me. Or no, mm-hmm. I don't want I don't want people to touch the other manager. So, like, Mashaman's like, don't fucking touch him. And then Richard's like, don't fucking touch him. And <laughs> so while one of them is saying, like, don't touch Richard... Richard is bowing to someone uh, who wasn't there and then walked around backwards, walked away backwards. Yeah. Uh, like Miss Vanjie. Yeah. Is what I imagine. Shrimp theory. Just a little Miss Vanjie. Richard. <laughs> so they're walking backwards. It's out of control. Gabe is like, well, what if they're just like rehearsing a ballet? Th- Gabe reaching. Reach. Because that makes sense. What are we doing? They were rehearsing some sort of ballet steps. Literally, why? Why would they be doing I think that? Gabe is like Gabe is odd because if Mark is was Mark the one who was like I would I should have called the cops. I think so. And then Gabe is the one who's like in the haunted house, like actively has purchased the haunted house, like is being actively possessed, and is like, no, it's just the wind, guys. Like you're just overreacting. Remy's like that's offensive to try and tell me that they were doing ballet steps. He says, stop this foolery, Gabriel. There are things happening here which you and Mercy... I'll just call him Mark. There are things happening here which you and Mark have had a hand in. And Gabriel's like, like, such as? (laughs) Such as? And apparently Christine Dye, not the only one who disappeared that night. Yes, Madame Jury's also gone. And they're like, huh? Mark Everybody... Are they high as well? They might be. Who can say? I don't know. I also, like, wonder, do we... Is LaRoe Eric like a hypnotist? Like, what is going on here? I'm going to withhold answering yes or no because I haven't cool. read that far in this adaptation yet. But it it takes a hard turn into jump scare Sweeney Todd corner. He's like, what's happening? No one has seen Madame Giry. Gabriel jumps real quick to, what, do you think we ate her? Like, uh, wow. Not like, it, how did... I didn't, but now I do. We, we got there real quick. We'll spoil this one. No, nobody ate anyone else in this oh, book, but it's just That's okay. Like... Maybe next time, boys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but they locked her in a closet, I think. Yeah, Mark Mark was like, since neither of you can manage to get anything done, I'm going to go speak to them. And now he's coming back, and he did it. He did speak He's to like, them. Jesus Christ. 
And he's like, Christine Dye has been abducted. <laughs> and he goes, bully for her. In the, I will give Alexander Texier D'Amato's credit for this. He translates it as good for her. And I can't help but hear Lucille Bluth in that moment. Have you to do it. You know he's doing it. Yeah. He said good for her. And then he slid um, him a safety pin. Yes. And then <gasps> a voice. Not a main character. Excuse me, gentlemen. Could you <sighs> please tell me where I might find Christine Dye? And they were going to fucking laugh because they were literally at this point, all they've been talking about is like, what the fuck is going on? And it was Rao. It's as they would have certainly burst out laughing if they had not been looking at a face so stricken, their hearts went out to it immediately. He's sad. And justifiably really, really worried because he immediately knows exactly who took her. And he's absolutely right. Like, uh, yeah, spoiler, you guys, it's Rick. Yeah. But I also find it cute. I find it cute that he's like asking politely these like employees. Like first he's going to ask the employees before he jumps to the real conclusion. And then like overall, as far as Raul chapters go, how it's it's short, but kind of action packed. How would how would you say chapter 16 is for our guy Raul? Uh, Chapter 16, Christine, Christine, not great. He's doing his best. He is doing his best. He gets there like I feel like not all Raul's have been able to do that. No. Um, we're getting we're getting close to the joke. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> I did like that we open with following Christine Daae's startlingly phantasmagoric disappearance. Raul's first thought had been to suspect Eric. Good for Absolutely him. right. He's right. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I also like that he was like the angel of music possessed almost supernatural powers, at least within the prelude of prelude. The fuck sure. is that word? I don't know. As at least within the opera house where he had established his devilish reign. I like how he's like. He's not magic. He's just, like, terrorizing a workplace. Raul's like, he has Kevin mccallister this whole goddamn opera house, so... Yeah, that's it. He's like, that doesn't... Like, it's just some guy. (laughs) And so now he's just, like, losing it. He's calling her name. Runs backstage screaming, like, as everyone does. That's fine. That's what we're doing. And then this is... This is where the joke is. Uh, (laughs) Well, first I have to read it. He called her... Just as he felt, she must now be calling him from the depths of the darkness where the monster had taken her like a beast with its prey, still trembling in saint-like ecstasy, still robed in the white shroud she was wearing when she had offered herself up to the angels in paradise. Well, Kristen, Raoul must be in Egypt because this man is in denial. (laughs) Was it worth it? It was. <laughs> and then I literally texted you, we gotta record this. Uh, like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, wow, it must be so horrible to be kidnapped by this man, this monster. And Christine's like, oh no. I mean, okay, I don't know. I think she is like, really upset, but like, it is funny that he's like. I know she's calling out to me. Yeah, she's not. Eh, she might be, but. He- I feel like she's going to do bad all by herself and, like, get herself out. He's trying to do Hades Town Wait For Me MP3. Okay, he, Christine, Christine, he called again, and he seemed to hear her cries through the thin floorboards which separated her from him. I don't think that he does. I appreciate him believing that he does. Sure, we get it, but... He's like, oh yeah, at one point he, I'm skipping a little ahead, but oh, whatever. At one point he's like talking to her and I'm like, she's very far away. Like it's right. real far down there. It's not like she's under the stage. She's like 
in a cellar like miles away. It takes them like a long time to go down into the lair. Yeah, well, and for what it's worth, I mean, I can completely understand why people might have a perception of Christine as a damsel tied to the railroad track, simply screaming out in distress. I am guessing that the minute she realizes what's up, which has to be pretty quick, do you think she's going to start screaming for Raul when Rick has her in his clutches? I She seems to have, we already know she has a sense of like, ooh, let me try not to make it worse when he's already kind of, you know. Exactly. Like, so she's not screaming for you, buddy, but I get it. I'm sure she's also thinking like, I hope Raul doesn't show up because like he'll kill you. Like she's been trying to keep Probably. Raul alive this whole time. Oh, boy. So then he's like, so he's walking around and he's like, it's crazy. The traps aren't just like closed. It's like they're all like locked. It seems like it's almost like they're gone. Like they're all completely secure. Damn, that's secure. crazy. And he's like, that's weird. Rick with the super glue just all afternoon. Just <laughs> all afternoon. He's like, I'm busy. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Gave an impression of solidarity, having never moved at all. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then people are laughing at him. Once again, she's been abducted and they're laughing. We all saw her be abducted. I guess like people just thought it was like part of the bit. Oh, not unlike, did you see the footage of the Maleficent dragon on fire at Disney World? It was on fire and people were just like vibing and like laughing. And it's like, there's like a thing on fire. <laughs> like you should probably go. Yeah, in both circumstances, people think they're at Burning Man and there's a couple people who are like, we're not. But what wild, headlong charge through caverns of night and mystery known only to him had Eric dragged Christine to his dismal lair in the Louis-Philippe drawing room, whose door opened onto the lake of hell. So just even in the midst of all the drama when we're fearing for her life, mm -hmm. he's thinking gotta remind that. you that Eric's decor is basic. <laughs> Got to. The shag carpeting. He's like, is she just lying on that shag carpeting unconscious? That's probably not what was meant by dismal lair, but that's what I'm taking. <laughs> but also funny that, like, he, well, not funny. It's interesting that in all this, he's like, the fucking room. Like, he's still fixating. He's like, there's a fucking house down there. Like, she's, like, in a room. Like, he has, like, a bedroom for her. Like, which, you know, mm. he should be thinking about because that's kind of the undercurrent of this. Well, and that is... Yeah, just to get serious for a minute, he's like, I, he's like, the clock is ticking. I'm really wanting to stop a couple very particular things from happening if I can. Mm -hmm. And none of you are taking this seriously. So I, I yeah. feel for him a lot about that. And um, he knows and about the scissors thing. Like, he knows, like, exactly. She'll, like, take some matters into her own hands if she, like, has to. I was going to make fun of him for you. I'm like, buddy, why are you screaming at her? Not like, why isn't she answering you? But I was like, this is, a, I didn't know if you wanted to read his internal monologue right here or. Oh, was this an internal monologue? I thought he was speaking. I he... thought he was like yelling at the floor. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. But did she succumb in a moment of ultimate horror overcome by the scorching breath of that monster? First of all, uh, Rick has breath mints. So drop that down. No, I'm just kidding. Some some fan fiction would have you believe that he has beautiful breath. Yeah, I, <laughs> Raul's like, well, I don't, I don't read all that. He's like, I don't know about all that. He, terrible thoughts flashed like lightning through Raul's overheated brain. Which yeah. translation or not, that's a good sentence, and I liked it. Mm -hmm. um, it was clear that somehow, somehow. Like you said it in front of him. Anyway, it, it was clear that somehow Eric had discovered their plans and knew that Christine had betrayed him. Yeah, that that, that thing was a real puzzle. You, 
using outdoor voices, um, not looking. The MapQuest directions have been printed out and laid out. Oh my god, they they were. Well, and Gaston Leroux was like, yeah, he's right there, guys, over them on the roof, just so you know, right there, but... right. The prose is getting real good for me here. Mm-hmm. To what lengths would the angel of music, humbled in his pride, not go? Humble. That's perceptive. That's perceptive. Mm-hmm. Raul remembered the whoa, smoldering, Kara. They were smoldering. The smoldering twin stars which had That's skulked right. on his balcony the night before. Why hadn't he put their light out for good with his gun? Well, there's some fanfic theories as to why. <laughs> right. But and also, then, I wonder, do we find out if he got shot? Because there was blood. Again, I don't remember how much this version... <laughs> I I will tell you, I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure that it is not addressed in the most widely available translation. Mm-hmm. But I just, I like the language here. The smoldering twin stars. Like, even right now, it's like the description of his eyes is sexy. Like, Raul, you're so real for that. <laughs> oh my God. The next passage really spoke to you. It really did. I love a good Victor Hugo ass. He just goes, now some people have extraordinary eyes which dilate in the dark and shine like stars or like the eyes of a cat. Certain albino men who look as if they have eyes like a rabbit's by days have cat's eyes at nights as every schoolboy knows. What? He said famously. All right. Is that like a, is that like a story? Like sometimes my kids draw the S, you know, the, uh, <laughs> the S with the lines. Like is it like that? I don't know. Maybe. Through generations, we know about albino men's eyes. That's weird. Well, and then we're referencing the everyone knows this. Like, so he yeah. shot at Eric. So why had he not killed him? The monster had got away by the drain pipe, like a cat or a convict. Who every schoolboy knows this too. What <laughs> could scramble over any roof as long as they had a drain pipe to climb up? Like okay. Raúl with the Raúl with the. Okay, everyone knows this oddly specific thing many but people sure, are saying sure. convicts climb up drain pipes this next one only jumped out to me this time mm. and i actually I don't, I don't know if it's in the other one but it was probable that eric had been planning some decisive move against raul but he'd been wounded and made good his escape intending to turn his attention to poor christine instead sure. that's sure maybe who can say who can say well the, yeah one person has a gun in this and it's not christine so so then he goes to her dressing room and all her shit she's just like us all her shit mm-hmm. is just laid out she didn't pack shit she kind of set out her outfit but like i love her she, all her shit is all over the place like clearly like they're leaving tonight well and in the middle of his lamentation you know oh god why didn't we go sooner why did we wait this long why had she played with fire and paid such attention to the monster's feelings? That's a real humdinger there, bud. Uh, why? <laughs> but also, why with a supreme act of pity had she made her ultimate bounty the gift of her final aria? Okay, he's mad that she sang her part. In the, Raul, she was performing in the play, dude. She was doing right. the play. You can't be mad right. she was doing the play. <laughs> right. Like, I understand him being mad that she was like, one more song. But so then he tries to get into the mirror. Doesn't really work unfortunately horny he pressed on it he pushed and felt it but it seemed that the mirror obeyed no one but eric i i hate it here i don't want to be this person but (laughs) and then i like how he's like what if i said like words he's like trying to like it's like he's in an escape room and then he remembers there's just like a door (laughs) and then he remembers something else there's a key Mm -hmm. but that key is not there 
Rick is the OD. But he's, he's like, not eh, gonna. I'll see if anyone else has a spare. And maybe, maybe uh, Rick has a. What is the? What are those things where you like hide? Is it like a hideaway key? <laughs> like he, he's got a little like flower pot and it's under there. It's so funny because he specifically would not, but it would be really funny if he. Did. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like yeah. <sighs> so. He's, like, looking for a key. It's not really working. Can't get in. Looking for, like, kind of a weakness. He's walking. And he goes into the concierge's lodge. And he's like, yo, can I uh, get into that lake? <clears throat> you know, the lake. <laughs> that goes under the opera. And the lady's like, what? And, well, dear. And then, sorry, you've seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right? You know, the secretary who's like, oh, I don't think you should be throwing anybody, Ed, not with your bad knee. That's who I picture I saying, well, dear, I know there's a lake under the opera, but I don't know as any door leads to it. I've never been. I'm picturing this like Midwestern like school secretary lady at like 10 at night being like, well, I just don't know. <laughs> like, she's like, I don't know anything about that. And he's like, Ruth Scream, ever heard of it? And she's like, shut up. <laughs> she starts laughing. Because he's acting crazy, and we understand why, but he's acting crazy. So then he saw that group of men. Mm-hmm. We've caught he up. he was like, hey, we caught up. I see. Uh, and they started laughing at him, too. Sad. Which is funny, because the last chapter ended with them saying, oh, they were going to laugh, but they then they felt laugh. so bad for him. But from Raul's POV, he's like, no, they're laughing at me. Oh. Um, and then in comes not Maureen Johnson from Rent. Because that's Rick, but... In comes, like, Columbo? <clears throat> I guess. I don't even know. Like, who the fuck is this? Uh, Inspector Miss Freud, and he's, like, the in the Paris police, and he's here to really crack down on the scene. Is he the one you made fun of in our first episode? I hope so. I, I hope so. Because <laughs> so. this man's not going to crack the case. No. And he goes, hey, where are the directors? And they're like, oh, no, it's happening again. Yeah, since the administrator said nothing, Remy, the secretary, took it upon himself to inform the inspector that both directors had locked themselves inside their office and still did not even know that an incident had occurred. And the guy's like, okay, well, that's not possible. Like, take me over there. And there's a little angry flotilla forming behind him. Yes. And then Mark slips a key into Gabe's hand, unfortunately, Horny, and goes, <laughs> you need to get Madame Jerry off the premises. Yeah. Oh, because they didn't they lock her in the closet? There's too much happening, you guys. Yeah, nothing's happening. Everything's happening. <laughs> so they're like, we got to get her probably out of the closet because that's not a good sign. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they try to get into the office. They bust it open like <laughs> SVU style. Flashbang into the room. Everybody piles in and crowds it like a fucking clown car. Uh-huh. And then Ral's in the back. Ooh. But as he was about to follow the rest inside, he Ugh. felt a hand on his shoulder and heard these words whispered in his ear. Eric's secrets are nobody's business but his. <gasps> the way I yelped reading this. Did you think it was this Rick? This is also why I was like, we have to, we have to record this. Uh, I did think it was Rick, and I still think it's Rick, but now we know it's not Rick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he turned and he was like, oh, and it's local hottie, the Persian. Right. Wearing a fez, just so that you do know. Just so they know. Yeah. Just to be and clear. There's dis we're not getting into the discourse about this, but I do think no. it's bananas that he's like, ebony but skin and green eyes. And it's like, girl, we're like in a crisis. We're at a crime scene. Like, relax. Let's not describe everyone's like skin color here. But so those of you mildly familiar with the material and the fact that the Persian kind of saved them last time, 
might be like, oh, okay, so he shows up and is like, okay, Eric's secrets are for Eric, but uh, come with me. I'm going to show you how to save Christine. Kara, does he do that? That's what I thought he was going to do. He's gone. Yep. He disappeared. He's just like, leave it alone, bro. Which, I mean, he did steal a woman, so... That's the end of the chapter. That- like, is it your secret if you steal someone else? Right. Like... <laughs> And I I skimmed over whenever I read a, like a brief translation before, but very interested to see. I mean, regardless of what type of story it is, what kind of friendship or whatever they have, whatever he thinks of Eric's, you know, hashtag choices. That's always real interesting. So I'm Christine was a very very different person to me in in some of these unabridged chapters, so in, unabridged passages rather. So I'm very interested yeah. to see. Uh, how the Persian is. I've never met the Persian except for in fan fiction, and everyone like who writes about him loves him. So I'm excited to meet him. He seems like a real cool, chill presence in this uh, insane book. So looking forward to it. And with that, we have the first ever, honestly, earned by me. We did it, Joe. Ever because we're at a crisp fifty-six minutes and thirty-four oh seconds. Oh my god, you deserve this so much, Kristen. A peek behind the curtain. Kristen has been editing the fuck out of these episodes. Our edit episodes are like three hours long, and it's also she gets them Chris- down to a crisp ninety. It's also because Kristen be talking, but <laughs> we all be talking. It's fine. <laughs> I think we all talked. <laughs> oh my god, it's yeah. I think we all talked, but um, yeah, yeah. Prediction corner, I yeah. think I think the Persian's going to come back. It, I thought he was going to help Raul find Rick, but I think now perhaps like in a fun like kind of comedy of errors, he's going to try to stop Raul from finding Rick, and then that's how they're going to end up together. Because I know that they end up together because I've seen the Yeston Copet Phantom, which is, uh, can't I can't recommend in good faith, but uh, there's a whole scene where like the, the Persian and Raul are like, Wait, he, go down there. Or wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm talking about. I'm like, talking about maybe the movie. Killed? He's in. The, he's in the 1925 movie. I have not seen the 1925 movie. I am maybe talking about spiritual twist. No, oh. I am talking about which. <laughs> I am talking about. We watched another version where the boat. Oh, I'll have to ask. You've watched some. Mind. I haven't seen, but but yeah, um, it might be Ken. I think it's Ken Hill's Phantom. But yeah, the Persian appeared, tapped Raul on the shoulder and said, uh, Alexa, play, let it go. And then just uh, vanished. Because that's what people do in the opera house. They just say shit and then vanish. So <laughs> Honestly, I respect the game. He's like, I'm not getting into this. Yeah. And um, and that's where we that's where we leave you. We're all still healing. We're going to get through it together as a community. Yes. Thank you so much to our listeners. Yes. Keep reviewing because then you get to hear from uh, Kristen's journal. Yep. Yep. Going to keep trying to find yep. tidbits from that. But we're we're on – Kara set up a TikTok for us. Yes. We're on TikTok at Lorola's Travel. Same handle as our Instagram. Instagram's really where we're – like posting when there's new content and also posting hilarious memes sometimes. Sometimes. Um, so yeah. can't recommend following us enough. Yeah. Still trying to bring those energy levels back up from the closing, which I mean, again, you know, wasn't even there. Still feeling uh, bereft, but we will rebuild. Uh, hopefully we'll rebuild soon, as we've alluded to before, but we shall see. And then, um, yeah, anything. What are, what are we looking forward to, Kara? What do we what do we have that's yeah. kind of bright on the horizon? 
a rose and a thorn, uh, but just a rose. One thing I'm looking forward to is at the end of May, I'm going to see Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah. What are you looking forward to? Friend of ours put a little idea in my head about maybe trying to uh, go to the Broadway flea market. Famously in New York. Famously in the fall. So just putting it out there that um, I would move heaven and earth, meaning go into debt to procure a Mandarin robe of any sort. I have no idea if they will be selling phantom merch at the Broadway flea market this year, but I would imagine it's got to go somewhere. That's a problem. It's got to go somewhere. Oh, and I mean, the Hugh hat is here. Kara did bring it to me. It's here. It's been really healing me. I know you were worried, but um, maybe that was just to like kind of prepare my heart and soul for a Mandarin robe. Oh, God. All right. Play us out. Yeah, we hear for you, Phantom and Succession heads, of which there are, are we're really here for you. Yeah, there's several. There's several. So we're all we're really coming together in this time. We will we will see you next time. We, I actually have no idea who we will see in the chapters next time because Gaston Larosa's you know he's keeping us on our toes. But we'll explore it Madame together. Jury. We get to hear Ma- we let <gasps> Madame Jury speak. So t- next week is Madame Jury's Oprah interview. Tune yeah. in. Were you silent? Yeah. Or were you silenced? Next time on Leroux Less Traveled, women's stories matter. They just matter. They just matter. Bye. All right. <laughs> Bye.